What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. You know, hanging and banging, swanging and managing. I don't know if I should have said hanging and banging. What movie is that from? Is that Step Brothers or I'm trying? That's that's some comedy where people they're like hanging and banging. <laughs> oh man, I think it's like. Uh, I want to say it's something with James Franco in it. Like, it might be Pineapple Express. Might be. Ooh, shouldn't be quoting Franco now that everybody's, like, done with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, gosh, there was another thing about... I don't want to get into that rabbit hole of Franco, but I heard another bad story this week. Oof, yeah. Um, you know you know we don't talk about that here, but exciting week, Shuby. Exciting week. We got a lot to discuss. We're back. Sorry to everybody last week. Look, we have a new system. You saw me dancing. We got a soundboard. We're new up in here. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So we're back. We're back better than ever. But got a lot of movie stuff. I watched a lot of movies over the weekend. This is Suicide Squad premiere week. So you guys, will, I'll say this. I probably will do like some live something on either Twitter or something. Maybe on, on Twitch. I invite you to come in. We'll do something like reaction if he botches it. Because I'm going to watch it 7 o'clock tomorrow. But the main review will be out on next week's episode. But we got a lot to talk about this week. I'm hype. I don't want to spoil anything. But we watched Zola. Excited to talk Fine about life. that. Watch Green Knight. Can talk about that. Excited about that. Of course, we got to talk Bachelor at the end. And, I'm a, and we have to have an honest conversation about Dave. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we, I can, we can I, do that now if you want. Sure. I mean, I don't think we have it slated to talk about it. You know, we can talk about that. What's your honest conversation about Dave? This season's not that great. No. This season is pretty. And I think that's why I've been so hit. Like, I'll watch a week, be off, and we won't review. Like, I think that's why I haven't been into Dave this season. It hasn't been good, man. And it's like. Well, it's like. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, is it not enough Gata? Is it too much making Dave an asshole? Like, I, I don't know what it is. I think it has too much to do with like the first season was like riding a bunch of highs, and now mm-hmm. this season is just like the lows of the lows, which I mean could just be part of the the story. Um, but there really is just a handful of episodes that were really good. Like I think like the second episode was really really good. Uh, the Doja Cat episode was really really good. Um, but other than that, I mean, a lot of it has just been like Dave being, oh, no, the Bar Mitzvah episode was really, really good too. I was saying yeah. that with Gata. Um, and so, Taco. And Taco, yeah. So, I mean, like, those three have been highlights, but everything else has been bad. The Korea episode was bad. Bad. Um, the, uh, the, the, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar one was okay. Kind of bad. The, the Doja, the, the one, the XXL freestyle, bad bad ba- cringy like turn cringy my bad. face away from the television bad like there's been ah. a lot of moments in this show this season where i've had to do that i've just been like this is bad like and yeah, it's not man. like and it's not like bad as in like bad storytelling or anything like that it's just like so cringy i'm just like oh i just don't like it it was like i said with earlier like season one you're like oh yeah dave is like He's the man, and then this like fresh this, new this show, season, yeah. This season, you're just like, oh my god, this guy's an ass, <laughs> and, and 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 not in a good way. Like you no. can be, you can be downward, but you gotta give, you gotta get some wins. Somebody somewhere gotta get some wins, and no one's getting wins, and it's just like, yeah, because like you know, think about last season. You know, you had 
he had a bit of a down when he started on the breakfast club but then it went up and then mm-hmm. so like you had like these moments where like things look bad but then like things would come up and like now we're in a, a situation with what he's going through and it's like his album is like not happening and there's never been a turnaround moment for that um and then like this so past sad. episode there was sort of a turnaround moment with it with the alley song but then like she's not into him playing it and like he was trying to like use that to get her back but that was never gonna happen it's just like dude dude's clowning and like i i don't know man maybe maybe last season and see the thing is if they want to do serious which they've been trying to do a little bit Nothing beats the Gata episode, like the Gata talking about his anxiety episode when they got serious. Nothing has beat that, and nothing's come close to that. So it's like, okay, you're not doing better comedy than season one. You're not doing better seriousness than season one. All I'm watching is little Dicky be a dumbass. I don't know. And, like, I was super high on this show. We had a conversation on the network, Atlanta versus Dave. Doom said Dave was a better show. I'm going to be very interested to ask yeah, him then, how he feels about this next week because Atlanta's yeah. – I, I was team Atlanta. Because Justin was telling us how he was yeah, like, oh, I love Dave. Like, them dudes was wilding, Schubert. We were, we were black. I, I was outdone. I was like, Atlanta? We talking about the same show? We talking about a show with, like, do we realize how, and this is what bros have been just for, for us to have these types of conversations. Do you know how strong Atlanta is of a cast? Like, can we just acknowledge how this TV show is a titan cast? Donald Glover may be, like, the weak link of the group. He may, in terms of just acting, in terms of just acting. And he is, he is because of the other stuff, because of the creative, the that stuff. But we're talking just in terms of acting. Lakeith got him. Lakeith got him. So you have Lakeith, you have Zazie Beats, who I argue has him in acting as well. Zazie Beats has been in better movies. I'm sorry. I'll take Deadpool 2 and Joker over Han Solo and whatever the else fuck Donald Glover's been in. So, and then you have our boy Paperboy, who is like becoming a character actor. Just going on everything. That's an amazing cast, man. So, like, to all the Dave was Atlanta. Like, they, they don't even come close to that cast. They have a podcaster, and I love him. The red-haired comedian, love him. And this is no disrespect yeah. to him. He's one of my favorite on the show. You have Taco, who He's, the reason why I watch this. Exactly. Him and Taco have been great. And Taco, they have very little of him. Taco, who has become an actor because of this and this is the reason why I watch that show I love him but he's no Brian Tyree here in New York Keith and Gata so like and Dave is well, no and, and is Gata, Dickie, obvi- Lil Dicky is, is no Donald Glover like they are because like Gata had one of the better episodes last season he's had one Gata of the was a fan favorite I mean like he just like really kind of fits like that group or whatever and i mean he really adds something which like missing in episodes where he doesn't get enough time mm-hmm. so, i mean I, I don't know man it's it's hard it's rough I, like i'm, I'm glad I mean, we had this conversation because like, i just we wish, stopped reviewing it at this point I, I'm, I'm in a point where like bring ali back and like have them be in a relationship or just stop like i mean like if if it's over it's let it be over like it has to it has to be over. Like we can't keep doing this. That's a fact. That's but I mean, like I actually didn't mind like the episode with where he what was XXL. I didn't mind the flashback stuff. I just wish that that maybe they should have just done the whole episode like that. Like they should have just done mm-hmm. the whole episode as a flashback because we've had that before and it's been fine. Because I mean, like I thought that that told a pretty interesting story. 
but like him making a total fool of himself in front of all those rappers was just awful. Embarrassing, bro. Embarrassing. You don't like, jeez, that was just too freaking much. But you know, Shuby, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm excited. I watched a lot of movies. I'm back in the movie vibe. I've been watching a lot of new shit. I watched some Japanese movies. I got like a, I got a lot to talk about on movie on the rise. I'm just, I've, I've fallen in love with movies again. It was TV for a while. I'm back in the movie game, and I gotta, I have to, have to, and we'll, I guess we'll talk about this when we talk about Zola. But I gotta give a lot of props. To A24 because I had an A24 weekend. Yeah. I watched Zola and then right after that I watched Green Knight and it invigorated my love of movies again and I needed that because when I, when I went I watched watch Black Zola, Widow and Black Widow was like meh. When I watched Zola and it's funny you say Black Widow because what I watched after Zola was Under the Skin with Scarlett. Yeah. Which is A24 and it's a really really good really film, good movie. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you seen it? I heard about it. Her is great. Um, I haven't watched it. Curse wants to watch a, it. It's a pretty good movie. I mean, it's more of like an artsy deal than it is like really great story. But like, I mean, it, it's it's pretty phenomenal bit of film film work there. And it took him like eight, like ten years to do it, so it's really impressive. But Real. anyway, we need to just jump into this news. We got a lot of stuff because we got to make up for last week. Um, True. And and the first story we have even is like something that we had missed a while back. So. Oh, so it's so it's over. Like it, uh, we're we're getting into the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So let's get started. <laughs> I gotta uh, use our stuff. We got it now. <laughs> so uh, first story we got is Lucasfilm is aiming to begin production on the Acolyte this coming February in London. Casting has already begun. Uh, Lucasfilm is looking to cast a young woman of color in the lead role. Both this show and Ahsoka will be the first live-action projects within the Star Wars universe to feature a woman of color in main roles. The Acolyte has been described as a female-driven action mystery thriller with martial art elements that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. In the final days of the High Republic. Oh, yeah, okay. So Leslie Headland is serving as the showrunner for The Acolyte, having previously written and created Russian Doll for Netflix. The series will be loosely based on the High Republic book and comic series that will close to lead up to episode one. In a recent interview, Headland said this, I kind of wondered, but what happened to the lead up to The Phantom Menace? That's kind of where my Star Wars fan brain was like, how did we get here? And why are the Jedi like this? When they are in power, why are they acting this way? And how is it that they're not having the reaction that you would think they would to Anakin's presence and what Qui-Gon is saying about how passionately he feels about training him and bringing him into the fold. It's like, even the discovery of Darth Maul is kind of met with this like, hmm, interesting kind of feeling. So I kind of like mm. where she's thinking with her headspace on like, why the Jedi were the way they were at the beginning of the prequels. Cause if you watch the prequels pretty closely, you're kind of like, yeah, this is kind of like a weird, weird, way that they would consider certain things and and i've started getting into the book uh for high republic which have been really good so far um and it's like kind of different you can kind of see that there is a, a different mindset to how they view their run of the galaxy but it's also a time without real crisis or conflict so I'm interested to see how that all comes to to development. You know, you can look into even more Star Wars lore and find that there are Sith that 
are categorized as Sith, but they're not necessarily evil. So I, okay. I assume that. So this is basically going to follow a, a Sith character, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. and show like the bad side leading up to why they were so vigilant about finding this chosen one. Okay, that could be that could be pretty cool if executed the right way. I'm interested in that. But uh, is it is it wrong of me because we're getting this? A part of me wants to go even further back. Like, why can't we just go get away from this prequel, a Skywalker era? Like, go to some place where you could make up stuff and nothing affects anything. Oh, I don't really think it's going to affect too much. I mean, it's said to be a lead up to episode one, but I mean, like, how many seasons are we going to have? So I mean, like, that could be across three True. or four seasons. So, I mean, like... Oh, this isn't a movie? This is a TV show? This is a TV show. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to probably tell a good bit of story in between here because the High Republic is, like, 500, 600 years before all that. So, I think it's going to be some part of that gray area. So, I mean, you know, I can't really give you off the top of my head, like what other people that might cover but yoda's for sure supposed to be in it okay that's what's up all right right, that don't sound too bad i'm not mad at that okay i'm cool with that i haven't seen russian doll but i heard a lot of really good things so i have some faith that uh what's her name is Uh, leslie headland is gonna kill it so we'll see but um, the other story I have is a really cool one that came out this week, and it, the story broke first by a friend of the show, Umberto Gonzalez. And I know mm-hmm. it, it means a lot to him and me to see uh, Cobra Kai's Zol- Zolo Mari Duena uh, to be the lead role of Jaime Reyes in Blue Beetle for HBO Max. Uh, he's a Cobra Kai um, actor, and I haven't really seen a lot of Cobra Kai, but... It's exciting that he's going to be the Jaime Reyes, the first Latino superhero in the DC universe. Well, in general, pretty much. Shout out to diversity. Shout out to this man. I'm 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 excited for you. This is going to be great. I'm excited for all the Latino boys and girls out there that get to see somebody on them represented on screen. Because I got to admit, man, like. Didn't feel it for Black Panther, but I felt it for Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I don't call it Falcon because my man's Captain America. I felt it with that. So, like, I understand what that could do for someone of uh, a different descent, seeing someone like you on screen. So that's dope. But besides that, Blue Beetle's a cool hero. It's an HBO Max movie. So I'm interested to see what that means. Is it going to be in the Titans ballpark? I think a lot's on the table to where if Titans is good this season... I could see him maybe folding Blue Beetle into it if it's good. If it's bad, like, all right, we'll, we'll keep it with our movie universe. Depends highly on Flash. If we're going to try and do some multiverse kind of stories within, like, you know, you mm-hmm. got your HBO Max verse and then your movie verse. Because one, well, we'll get into it when the, with the story <coughs> later down the line. But, you know, even with the developed stories that were being told already with HBO Max, their connection to the movie verse is kind of still up in the air. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see what uh, which what this ties into, but I mean, I think Jaime Reyes into the same world as the Titans would probably work out. We could, I could definitely see him like meeting up with a Nightwing down the line, or if he's in the Batgirl Wayne. universe because the Bat because the Batgirl yeah. movies is still in a nebulous of is it going to be in Matt Reeves's universe? They ca- people are saying no, it's not, but they casted a black actress as Bat Batgirl, so like. 
I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't think you do that unless you have it in your back pocket or you want to let it join. Yeah, we'll talk about Batgirl <laughs> a little bit later down the line. But the the last bit of news I have before we get to the trailers is uh, Lord of the Rings series gave its first look and says that the series premiere will be September 2nd, 2022. Just I saw a it. picture. It's just a picture. Yeah. Of like, and, um, is that, know, the, is that, is that the forest or whatever? Or is that the castle? I, I don't know what it was like in Lord I mean, of the Rings. I mean, we're not Lord of the Rings buffs. I mean, this is supposed <laughs> to be, you know, way before uh, the what happened in the Hobbit or in, um, Oh, so they're not covering what happens in Lord of the Rings, the actual movies. I was excited to watch that. No, it's a prequel. Isn't it? No, I think it's a retelling. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm wait. Hold I'm a hundred percent sure. It's not a retelling. You're a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. I'm about to find out. First thing that comes up, this is we should we should we, we should know this, but look, hey, yeah, it's okay, a, I'm pretty, upcoming like 95% sure it's a pre. Oh, it's set, it's set, yeah, no, you're right, it's set in the second age, long before yeah. I'm wrong, I'm tripping, yeah, you're right, okay, yeah. all right, well, yeah, that's but, uh, cool, good for Lord of the Rings fans. I need to watch those movies again to give them a, to give them a fair should. look. I, mean, I just need right. to watch them are again. Still, I think they're still on HBO Max, mm-hmm. no, they are, but see, the yeah. thing is. And and I don't. I always get on you for this, and I hate using this excuse. But those movies are so fucking long, bro. Like those movies are legitimately long, like three hour, can, like commitments. And like I I love long movies, but I gotta watch three of them at three hours, bro. I might as well rewatch Harry Potter if I'm doing that. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of movie that I would put on. Like I'd put it on my laptop and put it next to the TV while I'm playing Xbox. See, but that's not fair to the movie. You're not even really watching it. You just like because in Lord of the Rings, I know so much shit is going on. You gotta watch that, and that's why I haven't committed to it yet. But I will. I will soon enough. Maybe I'll run it. Maybe that'll be our our first like series mission on Run It Back. <laughs> You'll be pissed. Be, as long as we do. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean as long as we do Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, true. But let's get into these trailers, man. What we got? Uh, there's a lot of them. Um, which out of these, which haven't you seen? I can just talk about it real quick. Um, okay. Which which haven't I seen? I haven't seen Lamb, Chucky series, okay. Army of Thieves, okay. everything else. Oh, eh, no, I saw he's all that. Everything else I've seen. All right. Well, Lamb is a, a foreign film, and it's pretty mm-hmm. much like there's a lamb that gets born with a human body, and is in Iceland. And this family who couldn't have the kids adopts it, and then the lambs come up and pretty much try and kill them. Oh, and I, I assume, assumption is is that they're probably aliens, like like the sheep are aliens. That's, that's my assumption based on the trailer, but it's it's weird. It's weird. What a weird movie. Okay, yeah. it sounds interesting. I don't know. Are you looking at a picture or anything of it? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this right now. It's like oh, okay. Yikes. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty weird. And so I saw that last week, and I was like, man, I, if London checks that, out, I don't wonder what he thinks about it. It's pretty crazy. Um, but Lamb. the Chucky series, the Chucky series is uh, on USA, and it looks okay. I just doubt that they're going to get too graphic on USA. Obviously, um, network television. Yeah, it does. Like I've seen. I've pretty pretty recently seen the Chucky movies for the first time, and it seems true to form with the Chucky movies. So, I mean, if you're a fan of of uh, those movies, then I feel like they're gonna do the series right. 
So I, I might okay. watch it, but I might not watch it while it's airing. Something I'll probably watch later. Okay. It was The Prince. The Prince is... I've already watched all The Prince. It was a show that came out on HBO Max last week. And each episode... There's 12 episodes. Each episode is about 12 minutes. 12, 13 okay, minutes. so it's short. And I put it on here because when I first saw the trailer, it was really shocking because it's about the royal family and it's in the style of adult animated comedy where they just completely trash. Oh, the royal family. yeah. Isn't it that with that weird animated thing where like the queen is looking weird? They all look weird. Is that what that is? That was trending sort of, for a yeah. couple of days. OK. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is for sure. That's exactly what it is. And it, uh, it was basically all about print. Prince William's son, Prince George, and but it was about all the royal family pretty much, and like they go into about Harry and Meghan, and like, how, like they have some. It's it's pretty funny, but it's also pretty offensive to the royal family. Like <laughs> they really go in on them. So, I mean, if if you like adult anime and comedy, I'd say check it out. But I mean, it's. It's pretty. It's it's like shock comedy. It's just like you're like, wow, well, I can't believe they're saying this about X X. But like they also have some storylines with like the help. That's pretty interesting. And like there's okay one like storyline bit where the queen for generations had like the royal family's favorite treat is like some kind of tart that nobody knows how to make. So they had a whole they had some bakers put into a dungeon. And then those bakers lived in the dungeon for like generations. They've just had like kids that live like mole people, pretty much. And then like it's a pretty interesting storyline that ends up. <laughs> what a weird story! I'm gonna have to end. watch this. It's, it's weird, and it's just, just because it's so quick and easy. It's like nothing to get through. Okay, so, I'm gonna have to check it out. Okay, so what else we got? Some now some of this stuff is really good. Like yeah, card counter shocked me. Card counter is interesting. That's uh, the Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, and uh, with Ty Sheridan. That looks Tiffany Haddish getting in his in her widow's bag. Like, was that the movie she was in? Was she in Widows? Where she was playing as like the uh, it's the DC movie with uh, not Amanda Seyfried, the Kitchen. You're talking about the Kitchen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With with with, um with Tiff yeah Tiffany Haddish where Tiffany Haddish was in her dark bag. This kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, Oscar Isaac playing a card counter with like some kind of military history past. Like, it looks like it's gonna be mm-hmm. a mixture of like your twenty, like twenty one, that movie twenty one, and yeah, oh, I don't even know. Maybe it's, it it's definitely looks it's like twenty one. I want to watch. It looks like twenty one mixed with like the Gambler. Like, uh, yeah. like the or the Mark Wahlberg gambling movie. Like, it looks like like it's gonna have the serious moments, but then it's gonna have like fun moments of him trying to beat the system. But then he's gonna get beat up for stealing and and doing dumb shit. So I'm excited for that. That that looks really good. Yeah, it does. It really does look good. Uh, another thing that I thought looked really good was Kate. Actually, yeah, I was shocked. I I like that they went with the Yakuza theme. That actually made me watch. Two Japanese movies last night that I'm gonna talk about in movie on the rise. But th- shout out to um to Kate Winslet. That no 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 that's not uh, her name. Oh, Mary, I'm tripping. That does Mar- yeah Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's her name. Yeah. 
my bad, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Looks great in this. It seems like she's finally, like, found her niche of being, like, this serious badass actress because, like, from Huntress, she plays a very similar thing in Kate where, like, she's going for this actress, this action Charlize Theron-type situation, which yeah. I think fits her Atomic very Wine, well. People were behind this. You can, it looks very, it looks like it, they took homage from this, and, and I love it. They even went more into the cyberpunky, like, neonness. I, like, all of that was just amazing. Like, stuff I thought they should have leaned more into an Atomic Blonde that they didn't, they did here. So I'm, you know, I'm all for this Kate trailer. Coming off Gunpowder gun Milkshake, you know, it could make you a little wary on these Netflix uh, action movies. But, you know, this actually seems like, I was, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Netflix is doing it. Like I'm, I'm like, how is this on Netflix? This looks like it's actually gonna be really good. The premise seems really interesting, so like I'm all in for Kate. I'm ready for that in September. I'm yeah, I'm it. with you. I'm all in on that. That's gonna be a reviewable, a reviewable movie on this show. So I'm with it. Kate um, looks well, great. So let's go and talk about the other Netflix show, The Army of Thieves, the Zack Snyder prequel to army of the dead this looks kind of dumb because because i like i already know what happens to dieter so it's like put it in the dump bro put it in the damn dump i have no no expectations of army of thieves shit looks trash yeah and i mean they only gave it a minute long trailer so i'm just like and as opposed to k where it was like two minutes and a half i'm like so obviously they know which movie is actually going to track. That's um, a fact. So one one trailer that's a oh, let's talk about the last Netflix one. He's all that. He's all that. She's all that. I mean, it's, I, it's the same <laughs> It beats. was funny when she was walking in on the live and she started throwing the pastries at him. I thought that was hilarious. Good for Addison Ray. I think this will be good for like the TikTok generation. Them getting yeah, their uh, coming of age stories. The lead up to her going on set, she took like several acting classes, like a week. Like she really went just in like on she it. took, just like she took several broadcasting classes to be the UFC broadcaster, and then ESPN mm-hmm. caught flag for giving her that job. Well, they should have. But, <laughs> they uh, definitely should have. But you know, I think that she's gonna do fine. You know, they brought in the original people from She's All That to play. Well, not Freddie Prince, but you know. Rachel Lee Cook, so there's people behind it that want to do it right, and I think like the young group with her is pretty decent well, actors. pretty decent. I mean, you know, Matt, you got Madison Pettis, you got uh, I, I can't remember that dude's name who plays the guy, but you know, he's in know everything. The, the, yeah, the boyfriend that she walks in on was on Girl Meets World. Like they got people yep. who are recognizable and that are for acting, so. It'll be all right. I think it's. I don't know if it's going to be like as big as like to all the boys or uh, kissing booth, but I mean, it's. I, I think it's going to track that same audience. So we'll see how it goes. Exactly. TikTok generation will watch it. Exactly. That that's what it's for. So good for them. Uh, one trailer that really surprised me actually was Ghostbusters. I actually want to watch yeah, it. it was- it's pretty good. It looked good. It looked it looked like it captured that essence. But when you watch the director, because the director of this Ghostbusters is the son of the original Ghostbusters director. So oh. when you yeah, and I, I funny enough, I watched them talk and like he was like, yeah, I didn't want to mimic my dad, but I wanted to pay homage to him and tell a story that fits to today because what he felt like the other Ghostbusters film besides the original one his dad made 
it felt like it lacked the essence and it became something different. He wanted to get back to that essence that his father captured in the first Ghostbusters while still telling a new story. I feel it. I, I think Paul Rudd looks like he's going to be really good in it. Um, Great person to choose. Look, look like they're going to work out. Uh, you know, I like how it's in this rural town. They kind of, they're going to have some tie-ins. Uh, I like their use of having all the, the Stay Puff men come out at Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, I, I don't. I wanted to trash on it so bad, but I just can't. I, mean, I just think it's going to be. I, look, a really they chose solid the. Movie. They chose the right comedian to go in and do what um, Dan Aykroyd and those guys did. You choose Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd is is a modern day comedian that people relate to, that people love. I'm not going to say he's Bill Murray. I'm not going to say he's Dan Aykroyd, but he's his own thing. To where today. I wouldn't be mad if you did the Ghostbusters or Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, and two unknowns. Like to me, that's those are the guys that I feel could take on this role, and I'm glad they they put Paul. Yeah, Rudd he's in. kind of like Dan Aykroyd in a sense where he doesn't need sticks to be funny. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of he's just funny as an actor and like can hit the funny beats, but doesn't have like a shtick. Like Murray kind of has sticks sometimes. Farley mm-hmm. had sticks, and Will Ferrell has sticks. So it's like. Yeah, the Paul Rudd was kind of perfect guy to put in that. No, I agree. Uh, let's go to one that we'll probably will trash is Venom Two. Oh God! Shout out to my guy Bansky, the co-host of KD's podcast, etc. He was like, "Bro, don't tell me about another Venom movie until Peter Parker's in it." And I'm with him. This shit looks yeah. asshole. Tom Hardy coming out saying, "Yeah, I wrote some of this. I I wanted to be in this. This is my franchise. I'm fully behind it." Tom, get from behind it, dog. This shit does not look good. Yeah, I mean, at least this looks a little bit more like a Venom movie than the first one. <laughs> they both. Like, I mean, at least he's fighting Carnage. Like, at least like that's like something that you could imagine a Venom movie being about. But still, I mean, this makes me so I, like not excited for Morbius. Oh yeah, I saw a meme where it was like, <laughs> you know, Sony praising. Uh, Venom, like, holding up above the pool, and then Morbius is just there drowning. <laughs> like, is Morbius ever going to come out? Who knows? But Venom, well, this based, shit does not look good. Based on what I'm seeing Jared Leto do, uh, I don't think he really cares about it. So I think he's got other things to worry about. Two failed comic book supervillains. Jared Leto was in the, the, the destroyed Suicide Squad of, of uh, our guy, um, I can't think. Of I mean, the best right thing now. that the best, the only thing that redeemed his Joker was Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut. <laughs> kinda, like that, kinda. That was, the, that was the only thing that he was in that he was ever good at. Our man David Ayer got screwed. You saw, you saw, he released a statement because people were getting yeah. at him like, "Are you gonna trash James Gunn's film?" And everybody's like praising James Gunn. He was like, "Good for James Gunn. My film didn't come out." The Warner Brothers people meddled in it, and he was like, I didn't want to have all that hip-hop in there, all that pop music. I didn't want to have all those those brightly colored cuts, and I wish we could have saw the David Ayer uh, Suicide Squad, because, bro, I'm going to be honest. Before Suicide Squad came out, David Ayer was one of the best directors out. He drops Suicide Squad, and he just drops dud after dud. After, like that, I think that really affected him. Probably so, and I totally believe what he said, because, I mean, that was what happened to Justice yeah. 
So I mean, like, that's what happened with that. That's what happened to all the DC movies pre this era. Now, and when I say this era, I'm talking Wonder Woman post Wonder Woman Shazam Suicide Squad because James Gunn had nothing but good things to say about DC. Matt Reeves has nothing but good things to say about DC. So this is a different regime. But that Jeff Johns yeah. regime doing all that cutting of shit didn't work. Didn't work. No, no. So we'll see how all that turns out. But yeah, Venom Two not looking trash. good. Trash. Trash. So trash. But, you know, Jared Leto, speaking of him, he was in House of Gucci, if you could tell. Because, I mean, he, he was. doesn't look like himself. But, House of Gucci's going to be popping. Yeah, House of Gucci's going to be ill. <laughs> what a crazy like, looking I, movie. That's the first movie I saw Lady Gaga in where I'm like, believe it, let's do it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that. What a great so cast, too. Star is born. I'd be more excited to watch her in this. I think, you know, I think she'll be right back in the hunt for awards after this one. Oh yeah she definitely will but i want to i'm interested like she's gonna be the lead but i'm interested in like the people they put around her like driver and leto and al pacino and salma hayek it's like whoa they put a good cast around this around her man and i'm excited for that yeah it looks like a really interesting movie so i'm waiting on that to come out i definitely want to i'd probably watch it in the theater I yeah, that looks like a. On that. Definitely looks so, like a theater movie. Uh, let's see what. Uh, real quick, I'll t- I'm going to talk about impeachment because that was a TV series about uh, Monica Lewinsky. It only had a one minute bite. I um, saw it. I Wait, just, it's just show- I-, I was waiting to see Beanie Fieldstein. Like I was like, I was like, are they going to show her face? No, they didn't show anyone's faces, but you know, they didn't. We, we get the vibe. We get the vibe. Of what, yeah, they. What, you what, just see her walking from behind. Yeah. I was like, I'm where I'm ready to see because they gotta make right, me believe. Bill's secret little notes. And see, they gotta make me believe that because I'm assuming Owen Will Owen Clive Owen is uh Clive Bill Clinton. Owen, yes, Bill Clinton. They gotta yeah. make me believe that Bill that Clive Owen's trying to go schmang Beanie Feldstein. I got, and that's why I want to see her. Like, how does she look in this? Is she looking like Monica Lewinsky? Yes. Like, am I gonna believe this? So that's why I'm ready to see faces because when you do real life shit, you gotta make, you gotta make it a little believable. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, uh, but I mean, trust people behind that, and I'm excited to see that come out. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, going back to the movies, uh, we got one more to talk about, right? King Just Richard, King man. Richard. And man. Great trailer. Will. Will's Will, back. Will Smith. He's he's back. I mean, like this is he's got a shot of getting the trophy now. I mean, like yeah, he does. He's gonna be great. I mean, this is like I know him I know Denzel's kicking himself. Vibes. Oh, for sure. Like, I know Denzel's kicking himself that he didn't get this. This looks great. And didn't get it or I, didn't go for it? Didn't Well, didn't get it, didn't go for it, whatever it may be. You're right. Yeah. I know Denzel's kicking himself that he's not doing this. Cause, but Will, Will needed this. Like, this is what Will needs to transition into, doing these either these big Oscar-worthy pictures or go be a cop. Be, get, get a little grimy, Will. You don't have to do... You're too, you're too young, old to be this action star doing all kind of positive shit. Let's start getting in a darker bag. Or if you want to do all positive shit, let's keep doing dramas like these. But in terms of seeing you shoot a gun, unless you're a corrupt cop, I don't want to see it. Yeah, for... But, I mean, oh, we'll talk about all that when he is in another movie like that. But for King Richard, I mean, like, I think it... He's gonna kill this. The little girls who are playing Venus and Serena—they're probably they look about to great. break out. Like you know, John Bernthal looks... with a solid, solid like side role. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, this John, is gonna be a really good John movie. Burn th- Will John Bernthal ever get a shot at a leading man again? Because my dude is playing basically the same role he did at Ford and Ferrari, the side character. He's doing it in this. Like, I'd like to see John yeah, Bernthal could, get yeah. back in. He's, he's about to lead that Showtime series we talked about a few weeks back. So, you know, oh, yeah. we'll see if he gets back into the, the leading man role. But, true, yeah, I think King Richard and House of Gucci, they, they might be in the hunt. They might be one of the ten. Going up for Best Picture next year. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm with you on that. Um, but the last trailer we have actually is the Dune trailer. Did you watch the Dune trailer last week? Yeah, I watched the Dune long. trailer. 100%. Yeah. That shit was fire. That, that looks seriously dope. Like, I'm ready for that to come out yesterday. Yeah, it should have been out. Like, And see, that's another thing. Like, I tried, like, I... I didn't want to watch all of it because, like, it's telling stuff that, like, I didn't want to see. But I watched it, and, like, man, Dune looks great. Denis Villeneuve, the guy, we've we reviewed one of his films, probably. Pro- Blade Runner might end up being his, his worst film, which is funny to say because Blade Runner's so good. It's either that or Enemy because Sicario's too much of a banger. Prisoner's too much of a Okay, well, but still, to be on the run that he is going from Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Blade Runner, now Dune, Arrival? Dude, dude's going for Best Director in Hollywood, and he's the, he's looking like he's there, because this Dune shit looks great, and Timothy Chalamet got, got him a banger. Timothy Chalamet is trying to be Leo of this generation. We see, I see him. I see him. And, and this is big for him. Not only that, he's going to have this dropping and the Wes Anderson comedy movie, French Dispatch, the same day? You know, I think this is going to be good for a lot of different actors. You know, uh, Oscar Isaac, you know, I think that he's really going to mm-hmm. put out a good performance for this. Jason Momoa seems like, from this trailer, that I'm really going to be into his character. You know, Bautista, uh, Zendaya, you know, there's just so many big actors in this that are really... Brolin looks looking. like he's going to kill it. Do some Brolin, oh, yeah, Brolin shit. Too. Yeah, good point. So, I mean, like, I- I'm ready and for you, that. I know you saw... I know you said it, but you saw my guy Dave Batista. What a rock at. What a rock at. John Cena hey, got a movie you, coming seen, out tomorrow. Have you seen his commercial? I think his commercial's hilarious. That streaming commercial? I, all I'm saying... Yeah, I saw him. I saw Batista killing it for Disney+. Plus. All I'm saying is we just going to keep note, not from now on, of The Rock, Batista, and Cena. Because I'm telling y'all, The Rock is not, he's the biggest actor. He's not the best. So we're going to keep yeah, notes on that. We're going to see Cena this weekend. So. Huh, Cena about to kill it, man. I, I, we're going to talk about that in the movie on the rise. But I hear that Cena is like, that's why they greenlit him a show is because he was so fucking good. Well, I'm ready for it. And, you know, speaking yeah, of too. Suicide Squad getting its own side show, Dune. It's also getting a television series prequel at HBO Max. It's found that showrunner Diane Adumu John, uh, she's boarded Dune, the Sisterhood, in the role of writer, showrunner, and executive producer. Uh, one of the guys who was on the Dune script was previously supposed to be a part of it. He stepped down to focus more on the reboot films. Uh, the show is the second film, Trace. yeah, yeah, the. The show is ordered straight to series at HBO Max last summer. Uh, it's set in the universe of the Dune novels. Dune the Sisterhood is told through the eyes of the mysterious order of women known as the Bene Gesserit. Given or- extra- extraordinary abilities by their mastery of the body and the mind, Bene Gesserit expertly weave through the feudal politics and intrigue 
of the Imperium, pursuing plans of their own that will ultimately lead them to the enigmatic planet Arrakis, known to its inhabitants as Dune, that will serve as a prequel to the films. So if you watch the trailer and you know that when you see Timothy Chalamet talking to a woman and a woman's like, put your hand inside the box to get tested. That woman is the the Benny uh, the Benny Jesuit. So, okay. and the Benny Jesuit is is a part is uh, a sisterhood that uh, I believe Timothy Chalamet's mom is a part of, or w- w- was a part of, then left. But they're like the people who kind of decide like some of the politics of the world, and they're like one of the powerful Almost organizations. Like kind of more but political they, than them yeah. but but yeah but kind of they they serve a little bit more powerful purpose than that but they're very important and this is dope that we're going to see this side of it because when you watch when you're when we're going to watch dune we're going to hear the benny jesuit is like this powerful powerful group but we don't know anything about them so the fact that they're going to go into this is great yeah i mean i think this is what hbo max is going to start doing their warner brothers properties is they're going to tell stories within the movie verse and then get the side again when we talk more about dc we'll figure out what the dc the dc side of that that is because it seems like it's disconnected maybe flash connected but for at least for suicide squads movie you know it's gonna connect directly and then the student series gonna connect directly and the the batman series with the cops yep you're gonna connect directly Uh, Searchlight Pictures has revealed the first look and full cast for See How They Run, a murder mystery starring uh, Saoirse Ronan. The film was previously untitled and reported to star Ronan along with Sam Rockwell, Adrian Brody, David, how do you say his last name? Ale Wallow. Ale Wallow and Ruth Wilson. It will be the directorial debut of Tom George. See How They Run is set in the West End in in 1950s London. It follows a company making plans for a movie version of a hit play, which is actually called See How They Run, which comes uh, to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the group is murdered. Brockwell is a world-weary inspector, and Ronan is his eager young rookie who take the case to find themselves thrown into a puzzling whodunit with the glamorously sordid theater underground investigating the murderous homicide at their own peril. Everyone wants Ooh, to know this that. sounds great. This sounds great. Like, Cersei Ronan, Sam Rockwell, Adrian Brody, David uh, uh, Alewalo, and Ruth Wilson. Let's go. We'll see what you got, Tom George, because this, this is a star-studded cast. This is your British version of Knives Out. That's what it is. And I heard, and Dave Batista came out and said, Knives Out 2 is better than Knives Out 1. I just want to let it be known, Batista out here. But this sounds great, and it features one of your top 10 actresses, someone that I need to put higher on my list. So I'm excited to see more of her. And, and Sam Rockwell, Rockwell who, you know, if we put up a character actor list, I'm sure we'd, he'd be on it. Oh, it's him and it's him and Gary Oldman that are like yeah. the king character actor. So I'm excited for that. And, and Adrian Brody, another great actor who's coming back around, getting back into the swing of things. He's coming back around, yeah. So this so, would be a good movie for him. Yep. But the next next thing we got, you know, speaking of Adrian Brody movies, he was in the Predator franchise, and the the newest Predator movie is going to be titled Skull. Um, uh, David Trachtenberg is going to be a part of that. It's going to be an origin story about. Predator's first journey to the planet. It's almost done filming. The film is going to have a female hero and will have a plot in common with the first film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, said to be akin to The Revenant. Uh, the, in- the ingenuity of a human being who won't give up, who's able to observe and interpret, basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force. Um, 
not specified whether it'll be R or PG-13. I was, I made a note in there. I was like, this could have been Gina Carano if she wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this could have been her. Gonna be, see, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, this is something she might get, she might get called for being an action star. Like, I, it, we're looking well, for I mean, one of those. It's already done filming, so I don't know who's in it, but someone's already in it. Oh, it's done. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we gotta wait and see. But this could be cool, you know. Going, I watched the Arnold one recently, so it's about like this guy going back and using the woods, using his ingenuity to beat this Mud. highly armored predator. Uh, predator, the first Predator movie is a very all time great film. Like it, it's yeah, it is phenomenal. It's Arnold. It's a great in action. In my movie. opinion, his best film. Like it's either top, that or Terminator Two. Right. No, I, I have it too. I have it too, right behind Judgment Day. Like, it's this in Judgment yeah, Day. Yeah, Terminator 2 is th- probably the best one. But then this is before it. Arnold was all quippy. This was before they were giving him dumb one-liners. This is, this is like, his last, like, where he's showing, even, like, Even though I they did really give him a dumb one-liner, it's probably one of his most famous ones. But see, they, the get, they, it, they didn't give it to him on purpose because when you, when you watch the movie, Get to the Chopper, it isn't as, like... Get to the chopper. It's more like we have to hurry. We run. Get to the chopper, and then he says something after. So it, yeah. it, it's something that happened naturally. Whereas later they started to like plug it in purposely. So I agree with you. This, but I'm excited to see who's starring in this and seeing how this looks. And you know, I've kind of caught up to the whole Predator saga now. I watched all AVPs, and like I think this is exactly how you have to do a Predator movie. Like this is the best way to do the Predator movie. You know, one on one, mano e mano, fight it out. So I'm glad with you. Do that. So next up, we got Jordan Peele's newest movie will be titled Nope. A new poster for Peele was released on Peele's Twitter with an ominous cloud with the tale of Christmas lights heading to a town. Other than the new poster tagline, which describes Nope as a new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. Little to no information has been public about the film. We do know that Daniel Kaluuya is starring alongside Kiki Palmer and Steve Yuen. Newly announced cast members Barbie Ferraria, Brandon Pereira, and Michael Wincott. The Universal Pictures film is scheduled to debut in theaters July 20th. 22nd, 2022. Cool. We know when Jordan Peele's new movie's coming out. It will, uh, we'll wait and see more. I'm sure it's going to be thrilling in some way. It does very, the cloud does look very ominous. I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of horror deal. Yeah, so waiting on a trailer, waiting on a trailer. But next up, we got Alfonso Gomez Rion will mount a film adaptation of The Fortress of Solitude at Amazon Studios. The Fortress of Solitude tells a story of two friends, Dylan Ebdus and Mingus Rude, who come of age in the 1970s Brooklyn after receiving a magic ring with the directive to fight evil. Dylan and Mingus forged an indelible bond, but as the years pass, their experiences and opportunities grow increasingly desperate. The things are even there are things that even a magic ring can't solve dylan is white and mingus is black and in america that makes a world of a difference a new pokemon series oh, is in development i was i was rolling yeah <laughs> but this sounds cool you know amazon's I, always I doing these these good I think it's interesting because like obviously you would think that there's going to be some kind of superman reference yeah, that's what I thought, but they're doing like a magic yeah. ring, so it's gonna be interested to see. I, don't know. I could bet you that the uh, there's a Superman comic in there where they're like they're fans of the Something Superman like comic. So I could see that, but like maybe they know call more? it the Fortress of Sol- Sol- Solitude because of their Superman exactly. Mind. 
Exactly. So we're gonna see how Amazon does it, but that sounds sounds pretty cool. I need to know who's gonna play Mingus and, and Dylan. So but next up we got a new Pokemon series in early development is Netflix. The the project is still in the early days, so no details are available about the plot. However, sources say that Joe Henderson is attached to write and direct and uh well, write and executive produce. Sources also say the project would be a live action series akin to Detective Pikachu film starring Ron Reynolds and Justice Smith. This is trash, so, bro. So it won't be like a, an Ash Ketchum trainer story. It'll probably be like a side deal in the Pokemon. This is world. trash, bro. Can you? Can we get Cowboy Bebop? Can we get One Piece? Can we get Naruto first? Can we get any of these anime things you've promised us? This is trash, Netflix. And the anime community is laughing at y'all. Y'all are a joke. Like, it is serious. Bruh. You guys are booty. Like, I can't explain to you how much we laugh at y'all as an anime community. It's bad. This is how we do. We laugh at y'all. It's fucking, it's a joke. So I like, I don't want to hear shit about Netflix anime until I see a Cowboy Bebop trailer. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what, they, what they're even going to do with this. Like, and, and because like what you're saying, they haven't shown us what they're going to do with Cowboy Bebop. And then they say they're going to do this One Piece thing, which I don't know how they're going to make that even happen happen you know, mm-hmm. what kind of pokemon movie are you gonna give us like or a show like what if it's not are they gonna battle story, then like we don't care like yeah. exactly exactly and like are they gonna look good how much money are you putting to this netflix is just clowning and just making these announcements for their board not to to keep giving them money so they don't lose out on their money. I know what you're doing, Netflix. You're trying to just make hype yeah. for your board to be like, yeah, we're doing this. When in actuality, y'all might not be making none of this shit. Now, I'm all for telling some different stories in the Pokemon universe, but just do it an animated. And don't, like, I don't I want it to be Netflix. Like, if Amazon was saying we're doing live-action Pokemon, I'm with it. If HBO was like, I, yeah, we want to take a stab at a live-action Pokemon series, I'm with it. But Netflix? I don't trust y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't trust them. So, you know, trash. But next up, we got Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish and talks to star in Disney's new Haunted Mansion movie. Lakeith, brother, you're better than this. But I, I get it. Go get the bag. Go get yeah, the bag. Go make the money. I, I understand why Tiffany Haddish is doing it. Good for you, Tiff. But Lakeith, you better than this, dog. But go get the bag. I, I understand. Do your thing. Uh, next up, we got Travis Scott's Cactus Jack Films has signed a production deal with A24. Scott and Cactus Jack will produce movies in partnership with A24, which was revealed on uh, La Flame's Instagram. A24 with an image of a script bearing the word Utopia. Good for Travis. Good for Travis. I'm fucking with it. Who knows? But, I mean, but that's why A24, that's why A24 is A24. Exactly. That's why they it's kill a, shit because they take chances. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they take the chances. But next up, Jay, this is weird. Don't know if this is true. Didn't see this from Deadline, so I don't know if I buy this. I think they're waiting on this, but J.K. Simmons is in negotiations to return his Commissioner Garden in the Batgirl HBO Max movie. Don't buy it. I'm just being honest. I don't think this is real. I just don't see like how I, it works. Exactly. Like, if Ben Affleck doesn't want to do this anymore, why are you bringing J.K. Simmons, like, I feel like this is a smokescreen waiting to see how this Batman movie plays out, see how Matt Reeves wants things. And if J.K. Simmons is in it, cool, but... But, I mean, would Jeffrey Wright do this? That's another thing. That's another thing. 
So I mean, like, I think Jeffrey Wright I, needs to see if this if this shit's gonna be successful. <laughs> so like, are you gonna do it without a Gordon? Like, I just don't know. Like, you can't. And you can't. You can't. So like, we need to see more about this. But this was reported. I just gotta wait and see if this is gonna happen because it can't be in the Titans versus we're getting Barbara Gordon in the Titans this season. It would have to be in that Batfleck verse. And if Ben Affleck's not trying to be Batman anymore, why are we doing this? Like, why are we doing this? Like, put this in the Matt Reeves verse. And I and I'm holding out hope for that that they're waiting on to see how that how, see how that movie. We thought it was that was exactly what they were gonna do. It seems like you don't cast a black, a black Latino looking bad girl to just give her J.K. Simmons as her dad. What the fuck are we doing? Like, what, the, what is going I don't believe this. Like, you have Jeffrey Wright. I would have believed this if you cast one of the white women that was like one of the white women that were up yeah. for the casting. Like, I don't believe this. But you don't do this if not. So, like, I'm not with this. Yeah, if Zoe but, Dutch is bad girl, I believe it. <laughs> exactly. But next up, we got Ben Platt, Tracy Ellis Ross, Daniel Day Kim, Lola Creaky, Soko, Jermaine Fowler, Io Debiri, and Eric Lange have joined BJ Novak's new series titled The Premise, premiering on September 16th on FX on Hulu. The half-hour half hour anthology comes from executive producers Novak and John Lesher. The first installment's five episodes titled Social Justice, Sex Tape, Moment of Silence, The Ballad of Jesse Willer, The Commenter, and Butt Plug cover police brutality, sex, gun, sex, gun violence, social media, and more. Previously announced cast includes Lucas Hedges, Caitlin Deaver, John Bernthal, O'Shea Jackson, Junior Ed Asner, George Wallace, Board Holbrook, and Bo Ridges. A lot of the people I love, like shout out to my guy Bold Ho- Boyd Holbrook. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, but they but I they think, got your guy who you hate, Ben Platt. Well, I mean, I think Ben Platt. <laughs> I just don't like Deer having Anson, and I think Ben Platt does fine in Pitch Perfect. And I didn't I didn't really like his Netflix show, but it's not anything that is against Ben Platt. I think Ben Platt would actually serve to do some of these shows um, about, you know, so, like, I could see him being in something about social media or sex or, you know. Actually, being a serial killer? <laughs> I feel like be, that's hell, what you want to be. He could be a serial killer. <laughs> no, I mean, he could do any of it. I mean, you know, I think the first few titles are the, of it are really interesting. We love what FX is doing half-hour anthology. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good half-hour show, so I, I think this is going to be really interesting with the, the cast that they're bringing in. Everything's going to be different. So I'm Yeah, I'm it. into this. You get, Like yeah. I said, if you got Lucas Hedges, Caitlin Deaver, John Bernthal, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Boyd Holbrook, I'm in. Then you throw in a little Tracy Ellis Ross, Daniel Day Kim flair, I'm in. So I, I'm, I'm ready to watch this. Yeah, I mean, BJ Novak, you know, one of the minds behind The Office, you know, he knows how to do these things. Oh yeah, that's who be that's who BJ Novak is. He's fucking the notes guy. Yeah, he's Ryan. Ryan, yeah, the, <laughs> the hot shot. Yeah, the temp. Okay. Uh, so DreamWorks Animation has enlisted a star-studded cast for its upcoming cartoon action comedy, The Bad Guys. Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Anthony Ramos, and Mark Marin will lead the voice cast. Uh, Craig Robinson, Zazie Beetz, Lily Singh, Alex Borstein, and Richard Ayode are also cast in this movie. Bad, the Bad Guys follows a crackerjack criminal crew of animal outlaws as they attempt their most challenging con yet, becoming model citizens. It will be released April 15th, 2022 by Universal. Sounds like an Ocean's okay movie mixed with Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an okay kid movie. It reminds me of like Singh. 
Mm, I don't think singing is actually you. that bad. So, hey, I'm not mad at it. Uh, the voice no. cast got got me sold. I'll I'll peep game if if I hear it's good. Sure. Yeah. I uh, probably won't see it in theaters, but if, if first week it says it's good, I'll, I'll probably end up checking it out. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Elsa Gonzalez is in talks to join Netflix's sci-fi series, The Three-Body Problem, from Game of Thrones directors Benioff and Weiss, based on the sci-fi book trilogy from Chinese writer Liu Sigson. Uh, the Three-Body Problem portrays a future where the Earth is awaiting an alien invasion. The story follows Yi Wenjie, an astrophysicist who, after witnessing her father being bit or being beaten to death by the Red Guards, attempts to aid the aliens in their invasion. Meanwhile, different warring factions and rebel groups on Earth plot ways of dealing with the incoming attack. Seems like a pretty. Can I ask concept. a question? It's an interesting concept, but it's a Chinese novel. And I'm sure these are supposed to be Chinese people. Is Isaac Gonzalez like, are, are, are Benioff and Weiss telling the American version of this? If that's how they're going to say it, I'm cool with it. But like, <sighs> they're not saying that it's going to be a direct adaptation. I think they're just taking okay. the idea of the book and doing their own thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool then. What else? This is right up Benioff and Weiss's alley. This is what they're known for doing. I, but I this think remi- pretty this... much world building off something. Exactly. Yeah. And this makes me think this is going to be like their version of the hundred. Yeah, something something like that. I don't know about the hundred, but maybe Game of Thrones. Their their next version War of Game of, of Thrones, but instead of yeah, some sci fi shit. Yeah, so I mean, I think it'd be interesting. This is the first name that they've put on the cast. It's not a bad name. She needed this. So, so put her in this Netflix series. We'll see. What's mm-hmm. what was the the good Netflix sci fi series? What was that one called? Altered Carbon, bro. Altered Carbon. So, I mean, like, if it they can great. do Altered Carbon, then, you know, Benioff and Weiss can maybe not fuck this up. True, 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 true. Uh, Lionsgate and BuzzFeed have set the LGBTQ romantic comedy My Fake Boyfriend as the partnership's second production, with the film to star uh, Key... Key... Uh, Key... 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 Keenan, I think I think it's Keenan Lonsdale. Probably just a, yeah, that, that makes more sense. Keenan Lonsdale, Dylan Sprouse, and Sarah Hyland, uh, directed by Rose Troche. Uh, the film follows a young man played by Lonsdale who who, on the advice of his best friend, uh, played by Dylan Sprouse, creates a fake social media boyfriend to keep his ex lover out of his life. The plan backfires when he meets the real love of his life, and breaking up with his fake boyfriend proves hard to do. Lonsdale is uh Wally West from The Flash. Okay. Yeah, and he he's actually uh gay in real life, and this is something that he wanted to do because it's more of he wanted to give yeah. more representation for people yeah. like him. So this is good for him. Like this is this is a, like I, I said. I think if, it's a pretty TikTok, interesting concept for a little a little rom com. Like I've, I've and that's my it. thing. If the TikTok generation can get their coming of age, let's give the LGBTQ members their their rom coms. Like they have different they have different uh, interactions than than uh, than uh, cis normal people and and uh, straight people. So I want to know their stories and their interactions. So good for good for this. Yeah, I think this is a really good social media rom com of this era. I think you know, I think it's really gonna be a pretty good little movie. I'd, that I'd catfish it. stuff. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh Dylan O'Brien has joined the cast of the upcoming feature satire Not Okay. O'Brien joined the previously announced leading lady Zoe Dutch in a project from writer director Quinn Shepard. 
Not okay follows a misguided young woman desperate for friends and fame who fakes a trip to Paris to up her social media presence. When a terrifying incident takes place in the real world and becomes part of her imaginary trip, her white lie becomes a moral quandary that offers her all the attention she's wanted. D.O.B., man. I thought you were doing more action shit, dog. Like, I liked American Assassin. Now you're going back to this rom-com weird shit? Whatever, D.O.B. I, don't, I didn't think Love and Monsters was bad. Wasn't. It wasn't D.O.B.'s, great. I like D.O.B., man, but I didn't want him to be in this. So, you know, whatever. Good for good for good Dylan O'Brien. Good for Zoe like, D- is, Yeah, this is big for Zoe, Zoe Dutch. Dutch movie. Like, this is, this is her <laughs> kind of movie right here. This is her bag. <laughs> good for her. But, you know, I'll check this I'll out if you this. tell me it's good. Yeah, this is, like I was saying, if you tell me it's good, I'll watch it. This is a Schubert type of movie. Uh, yeah, I, I like when people do stupid stuff and they have to get caught up in it. Like, this is another a good example of so, using social media in this era to tell a good story. So, True. I appreciate that. Um, Michelle Monaghan has been cast to play identical twins in Netflix upcoming limited series Echoes, a psychological thriller from executive producers and co-showrunners Brian Yorkey from 13 Reasons Why, and Quentin Peoples from Runaways. Per the log line, Echoes is a mystery thriller about two identical twins, Lenny and Gina, who share a dangerous secret. Since they were children, they have secretly swapped lives, culminating in a double life as adults. They share two homes, two husbands, and, ch- and a child. But everything in their perfectly choreographed world is thrown into disarray when one of the sisters goes missing. Though identical, each sister is unique. Lenny is uh, the sister that is content to stay home, marry her childhood sweetheart, raise her daughter, and help run the beautiful horse farm where everyone lives together, rooted in their long-shared history. Meanwhile, Gina is the rebellious sister who turned her back on all that and escaped to Los Angeles where she rose to quick fame writing about a darker undertow that informed her southern childhood. You you watching this? That's all I needed to know. Good for you, Michelle Monaghan. Uh, next up, we got Jai Courtney has been cast in the Amazon series The Terminalist, opposite Chris Pratt. The series follows James Reese Pratt at, uh, after his entire platoon of Navy, Navy SEALs is ambushed during a high-stakes covert mission. Reese returns home to his family with conflicting memories of the event and question his uh, about his culpability. However, new evidence comes to light. Reese discovers dark forces working against him, endangering not only his life, but the lives of those he loves. Courtney will appear in a reoccurring guest star role as Steve Horn, the billionaire kingpin behind the Capstone Industries. Capstone is an enormously successful global fund with its hand in everything from pharmaceuticals to fashion. But Horn's bread and butter is capitalizing on the latest military trends and innovations. Horn's hubris and influence are equally threatening and will put him squarely in Reese's crosshairs. Okay, we're getting Chris Pratt versus Jai Courtney. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, here's um, Chris Pratt and Amazon connecting again. You know, I like Tomorrow War. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't bad. I finally watched it. Yeah, you, you did. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Solid action movie for Chris Pratt. I thought he was decent. And I, I, and I think he's believable in, in as being an action guy. He was. I know. So, I'm liking you know. it. This is why we always said he should have been Indiana Jones. I don't know about that. But, you he know, him being it Now Navy it's too Seal. late. Yeah, him yeah. being Navy SEAL in this series, I believe it. Bring it on. I I do too, so I'm excited for this. And Jai Courtney being the villain, good for him, Jai. Get you some work, dog. I heard Jai Courtney might get in the the MCU. No, Jai Courtney said fuck Marvel. I'm hearing rumors that he might go to the MCU. 
because apparently, you uh-huh. know, apparently he's gonna die. So there's spoilers for hey, this weekend. Why are you why are you trying to ruin Suicide Squad? We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know if my man's gonna die. But Jai Courtney said, "Fuck Marvel." I saw that on the on the interview. He was like, "Nah, I'm nah, nah, I'm just playing." But fuck him. So I don't want him to go to MCU. Go fight Chris Pratt in a battle. Good for you. Next up, we got Nicholas Holt is joining Anya Taylor-Joy in the upcoming film, The Menu. The film is a dark comedy thriller that follows a young couple who travel to a remote island and eat at an exclusive restaurant on the opulent menu. They find that the chef has prepared some shocking surprises. Oh, we talked about this. This is where we predicted the movie's going to be, where they're going to serve them humans. Oh, but we know that now we know the people. Okay, it's Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, I'll watch this. I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be eating humans. Or do you think Nicholas Holt is the the, the chef that's serving the... You think he's the chef? <laughs> Who's Anya Taylor Joy's husband? He's playing the bad guy. <laughs> he's been he's been playing bad guy all over the place. So he has. He's trying to get into that leading man role, but if he sticks being the bad guy, he won't get there. But maybe it's him and Anya. Too. Maybe it's him and Anya. But it, I, I I'm with you. I think he might be the chef. But, oh, yeah, the next story is about him. Nicholas Holt is set to star in Universal's Renfield, a monster movie centering on Dracula's notorious lackey. Chris McKay, the filmmaker behind the Tomorrow War and the Lego Batman movie, is directing, producing Renfield, which serves as an origin story for Dracula's unhinged henchman. Based on an original script by Robert Kirkman, the screenplay was written by Ryan Ridley, Rick and Morty. They've been working a lot because they worked on Invincible. This could be big for Nicholas Holt. The people, the people who are around it excite me more so than the concept. Yeah, um, like what, 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 what does Dracula's henchman gonna do? But if it's Robert Kirkman, Ryan Ridley, and Chris McKay, I'll watch it. I feel like it's gonna have a tinge of humor mixed with like some dark themes. Yeah, I agree. Some crazy action too. Nicholas Holt been wanting to be in an action movie, so hopefully this is it for him. No, that's not going to be it for him. But I mean, like, this is definitely going to be something that was going to raise some eyebrows. I think, yeah, I think people are going to be interested. I'm wondering if this is going to be part of Universal's, like, revamp of the MonsterVerse. Maybe. Possibly. You know, maybe he comes back to play in a Dracula movie. Because we know that that's been in in talks. In the works. Yeah, true. We'll see. But next up, I, I, we've been saying the Frasier Sons. Brendan Frazier joins Leo, Jesse Plemons, and Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Frazier joined the project as lawyer W.S. Hamilton. Good for Brendan Frazier. This is big for him. I'm excited for him. Good for him, man. Let me give big him a movie for him to uh, join, for sure. Give him a round of applause. Good for Brendan Frazier. I'm excited. This. I'm just ready for this movie. They can drop it tomorrow and I'll watch it. Like, I'm, I'm there. Oh, yeah, 100%. So whenever Martin Scorsese, Jesse Plemons, Leo, and Brendan Fraser want to drop this, I'm there. Yeah. But yeah, Le- next up, we – oh, you got anything? I was just going to say, I mean, they just he Scorsese picked the right group of guys this time. It's different than his usual group. You know, Leo's a guy he's worked with before, but, you know, Jesse Plemons, you know, bringing Brendan Fraser. You know, Time to start getting some new guys. Like I think the Cap- the no, not the Caprio, uh, De Niro's in this too. Like, like I was about to say, De Niro and Pacino are old, so like Scorsese has to get new guys. Let me see who's in this because that's a that's a good point. Flowers of the Killer Moon movie. Let's see, because I I Flowers don't of the Flower Moon. I, I want to s- Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that's it. Let's see. Okay, here we go. We got the cast: <laughs> Lily Gladstone, uh, De Niro's in it. He is. Brendan Fraser, Sturgill Simpson. Okay, see, yeah, he's getting some new guys and some new girls. I kind of like this. Yeah. 
Je- and Jesse Plemons is the lead. Yeah. Like, He's oh, this is big for him. sure. Yeah, with Leah. Okay. Yeah, he is getting some new guys. This is dope to see Scorsese in a new group of people. Sturgill Simpson, uh, uh, Nathaniel Arcan. I'm liking this. Okay, I'm in. I'm in for this. Killers of the Flower Moon. Give it to me tomorrow. I am down. But next up, we got Delroy Lindo has been cast in the lead role in the upcoming Amazon series adaptation of Neil Gaiman's novel A Nancy Boys. A Nancy Boys follows Charlie Nancy, a young man who used to be embarrassed by his strange father, Mr. Nancy. But when his father dies, Charlie discovers that his father was a Nancy, the trickster god of stories, and he learns that he has a brother. Now his brother Spider is entering Charlie's life, determined to make it more interesting, but making it a lot more dangerous. Lindo will star as a Nancy, Mr. Nancy. The characters described as full of charm. As far as Charlie knows, his father was a lazy man who cheated on his mother, but Mr. Nancy has another side to him. He was a god of stories, trickery, after all. Amazon has given the Nancy Boys a six-episode order with plans to place to begin in shooting in Scotland this year. I wish Amazon would have got American Gods because imagine you have this tied in with American Gods. That's a whole universe. And yeah. and I'm glad that Neil Gaiman was like, uh, no, the way that Showtime handled a Nazi that's messed up, we want to give him a, a story. So he goes sells it to Amazon. Amazon's the place like we, we make all things and we're not mad at pushing the envelope. So this is dope. Yeah. And good for Delroy Del Lindo. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a, a pretty nice role for him in a in a Amazon series. You know, give give it to him. True, 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 true. All right, next up we got MTV released a trailer for the challenge Spies, Loves, and Allies, Lies and Allies. And announced the first ever Challenge Fantasy League. The Challenge Fantasy League would kiss off today. Allows diehard fans of the franchise to sign up and enter, win, enter to win prize and become Challenge champions and engage with the cast in brand new ways. Why would you not tell me about this before I read this story? Why would you not tell me about this so I could sign up for the Fantasy Challenge League? And if I find Start out right you now. signed up for it, I'm going to be pissed. Did you sign up for it? No, I haven't yet. Okay, cool. Because I was about to say, wow, bro. Like, like, you know we don't do this stuff together. I love this type of shit. Yeah, I thought you'd think this is cool. Yeah, it's pretty fire. I love the challenge. Like my the challenge to me is like um big brother to you. So I'm I'm down to watch. i I might draft Johnny Bananas, C T if he's still playing, not drafting Jim Ye from New Orleans because she is not a she's a thotty, not a challenger. She is she has changed her whole life around from competing. So but shout out to Jim Ye. We want you on the pod. Like I we rock to see if I recognize Yeah, C T is gonna be in it. Yes, he tees in it. Um, a lot of people. Johnny Bananas. Other lots of things. Challenge lies, spies, and allies. Well, I'm gonna tell you everybody who's in. Let's see. Man, Here are the, like, the it's crazy now that they get like everybody from like Survivor, Big Brother, getting them from getting them like from all sorts of different countries too. Nancy, Anissa. Yeah, they got a lot of people. Ashley, girl from Big Brother, Nigeria. Nelson, Corey, Corey Wharton, he's been in here a bunch. Um, let's see. Fezzy. Since when is Fessy in here? CT. Oh, Fessy's in Walker. <laughs> yeah, what's Fessy doing, bro? And they got a bunch of your survival people in this. I wonder if the survival people are going to come kick kick ass. They probably will. L- Love Island UK. Wait, Priscilla from Love yeah. Island's in this? What is what is the challenge becoming? Like, is the challenge like any? It, well, I mean, hey, that's a the good challenge idea. is now like reality show all stars. I mean, like, yeah, I kind of fuck with this. When you see Jeremiah White from Love Island, you you uh USA, yeah, this is kind of cool. Season, I, I, 
I fuck with the challenge becoming the reality TV all stars. You know what's gonna like, set it off? Are you the one people? No, but you know what's gonna set it off? If a bachelor person goes there. That's when they have they had serious. a bachelor person before? No, they have not. I, I wouldn't be surprised the if they start getting them. Yep. This is dope. All right. No, no nice. nobody from Katie season. They're all a bunch of <laughs> wimps. Nah, bro, go get Andrew S. He can win. He's gonna be the bachelor though, so I mean Oh, is he? Re- you got to see. We're gonna save that for the end. But all right, what we got? I mean, next? I don't know for sure, but I mean, I believe it. But what do we got <laughs> next? Um, Netflix has ordered the adult animated series Chicago Party Ant, inspired by Chris Witoski's Twitter account of the same name. Netflix has ordered 16 episodes of the half-hour series, which is uh, has the first eight slated to drop September 17th. Lauren Ash will lead the voice cast in the role of Diane Dombrowski, a.k.a. Chicago Party Ant, as she stays true to her mantra, if life gives you lemons, turn that shit into Mike's Hard Lemonade. Additional voice cast <laughs> members include Rory O'Malley, RuPaul Charles, Jill Talley, Ike Barinholtz, Sean Barinholtz, Divine jo- uh, Joy Randolph, Katie Rich, and Witoski himself. Character descriptions can be found uh, on that article and they go through every single person but today is not the day all right bet i'll check that out sounds pretty good uh you know i always like anime adult animated stuff and that's something netflix can do well 16 it sounds episodes, similar so they got to, some faith in it it sounds similar to uh kind of how um what was that shame it sounds like shameless because it's chicago it's giving me those kind of vibes maybe like a a weird ant type of shit so i'll check it out i like the uh cast voice though sure yeah it's got some good names on there but it's an interesting concept and you go and read the character descriptions they're all pretty crazy i'm just worried he's gonna be like hoops Mm, i hope it's not hoops was their only failure but like paradise pd i even like uh a big mouth and enchanted, even though enchanted wasn't as yeah good first as season could have been. Yeah, the first season was great, but you know what else we got? Uh, HBO Max has opted not to proceed with the Overlook, the drama project from J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot production, inspired by Stephen King's The Shining. The company and studio Warner Brothers Television is shopping the show, which is expected to land at Netflix. And that, that, but they also are going forward with some of his other uh, projects. They've chosen yeah, to yeah. go forward with some of the JJ. This, yeah, I was just making sure this is not seen as like a negative thing. They just didn't like Overlook, so you know, yeah, give which, it, give the know, trash to Netflix. Not good for Overlook, <laughs> it's not good for Netflix. Like, if you're Netflix, why do you want to buy this trash that HBO just gave up? See, and that's the because thing you about think the Netflix. shiny fans are going to watch it. True, but that's the thing. I'm, like I'm watch HBO, it. HBO does quality. It's not about quantity. Where Netflix is about quantity, but you know. Yeah, I mean everything that HBO Max has been putting out. Great. Have you have you been watching White Lotus? I heard it's good. Like I need to start it. it. I've been watching Succession, getting ready for season three. Uh, so some small stories that we don't really have to dive too much into. Pretty Little Liars is going to be on HBO Max with a reboot. Uh, Bailey Madison is going to be the main star. Uh, Pretty Little Liars is stupid. It's going to be stupid again. Uh, I haven't heard <laughs> a lot. I haven't heard a lot of good stuff about Gossip Girl. That's like the one thing yeah, HBO, Max, HBO Max rebooting and stuff has not gone too well. Um, brothers Casey and Colin Jost are co-writing a brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for Paramount Pictures. The untitled live-action movie is separate from the CGI animated film that Seth Rogen is producing for Paramount Nickelodeon. Yikes. Sucks for Colin Jost that he's making a live-action Ninja Turtles while Seth Rogen's going to kill it with his animated film. Sucks. 
sucks. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the worst of the two. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. I'm not interested in a Colin Joe's movie. Sorry. No. No. Uh, Mighty Texas Game Changers renewed for season two. Uh, I know you're hyped for this. For that. Put a clap no, on for God, that. Wait, yeah, I got you. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Excited that they're going to bring that back for season two. Uh, Disney Plus, honestly, is not putting out too much shit. I mean, like, it's... I'm uh, Every Wednesday, I'm watching Monsters at Work and Turner and Hooch. I mean, I, nice. I okay. enjoy it. I mean, okay. it's fine. They're not great, but, I mean, they're My fine. guy's on his I, Disney Plus wave. I okay. think Mighty Ducks Game Change is probably the best show not under a license that they've done. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad it got a season two. Uh, the Great British Breaking Show will be back this fall with uh, its ninth season. And uh, I'm super pumped about that. My girlfriend and I die hard. I like that show. Yeah, great show. Uh, Jody Whitaker is leaving Doctor Who in 2022. So Short run. Eh, I mean, short run. But, I mean, uh, that's, the, that's the business with Doctor Who. They're going to need a new mm-hmm. one. I... I my pitch for a new Doctor Who is I think they should have a kid Doctor Who. Ooh, okay. That'd like, be interesting, but that wouldn't last long. That would be like two seasons, three seasons. Sure. But I mean, like, how long did this one last? Three seasons. True. Not not last long. I mean, You're right. That's a good point. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it'd be interesting if, like, the, the you know, the all-knowing Doctor or whatever was, you know. Was a kid. Like, five. Yeah. You know, but oh, not whoa. Him. See, I was thinking, you think, like, kid Loki age, like. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, Kid Loki age, but I'm saying, like, you know, like, what Five was in the first season of Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah, 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 Five. Okay, I thought you were saying the person would be Five. No, you're talking about Five from Umbrella Academy. I got you now. Cool. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks joins the cast of Wes Anderson's next film that we know is going to be Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton. Nice, 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 nice. Good for Tom Hanks. Uh, Tony Hawk's life and skateboarding career will be the focus of a feature doc produced by the Duplass Brothers. That's big. I, I love that. that. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that. So that's good. We don't have to talk about ScarJo's lawsuit, do we? No, we don't. But I mean, like, okay, cool. She's just she's I, just suing. That's yeah, Disney's Emma, fault. I think Emma Stone's gonna do it too. But yeah, it is Disney's fault. So they should have just did like Warner Brothers. See, and see why isn't Christopher Nolan talking now? This is what pisses me off. Yo, Christopher Nolan, all those big directors were shitting on Warner Brothers, negotiating the media, trying to get new contracts because they knew that they were going to miss out on money because of theaters. Warner Brothers paid, redid everybody's contracts, paid everybody again, and nobody wanted to talk about that. But Disney was, lo and behold, just putting shit for streaming, and there were, no one made a fuss about it until now. Good for Scarlett yeah. Joe. Go get your fucking money, girl. Because Disney trying to s- scam people when my when I'm just a Warner and, Brothers fan. And then, and they, then gaslight them. And yeah, they do. Like, they make how be like, how dare you come after us for your ask money? for this? And exactly. And, and then they got fans. They got fans going against them now. Cause that's what funny. You said the exact same thing that my co-host on the radio show was like. He was like, you got paid twenty mil during COVID. What more do you want? And it's like, no, she deserves more than this. Yeah. Go get how much you're owed. I'm for that. And and those company that company was trying to get over. I'm not for Disney trying to get over. Go get your money. And The Rock, see, The Rock is kind of like playing the field. The Rock was like, yeah, I understand I was wrong, but I'm not going to sue. He don't want to mess up that relationship. Emily Blunt said, fuck that. I want my drunk crew's money. (laughs) money. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. But, yeah, go do your thing, Disney. But 
With that being said, that's the end of the news. Time to get to Movie on the Rise, the segment of the show where we suggest one movie, TV show that's coming out this week or that's been out for a little bit that we think you should be watching or something that we've watched that we want to share with you. This is Movie on the Rise. All right, Schubert, get us into it. What you got this week? Because I got the big ones. Yeah, you got the big ones. Like I said earlier on, we were talking about the trailers. The Prince is a really easy watch if you like the if you like shock and animation comedy. I thought it was pretty funny, and I thought it was uh, when it, the series comes together as a whole, it's a pretty put together series. Um, so good on HBO Max for pushing that out. I mean, it, but the crazy thing about that is, is like you have English actors who are doing this. Like this is not like Americans just like trying to shit on the. They're just Royal throwing family. shots. Like, the British people's throwing them under the bus, which is hilarious. It's hilarious because I mean, like they've <laughs> been untouchable for so long. Go after them. True. I'm gonna go uh, watch it after this because it's short. Yeah, you can, yeah, it's short. Um, next up, I got another F, uh, another HBO Max show, F Boy Island. The first three episodes came out last week. The next three come out, or I hope at least more than one. But more coming this Friday. Nikki, I'm watching I've, that. I've listened to Nikki Glazer talk about it on podcast. She was really high on it. The first three episodes were pretty pretty all right. It's an interesting concept. It's I saw him trending on Twitter. It's a little different than your other dating shows that you have out there, like Love Island and Bachelor. It's kind of a mixture. Um, but because the they're trying to of, figure out if these guys are fuck boys, that's the thing. Yeah, because they're trying. And, like, girls can't eliminate guys that other girls are vibing with. Which, mm, like, was gotcha. the, the climax of episode three, so I'm not going to go into it too much. But, like, episode three's climax has a big, you know, issue at the end. And then episode two, you have someone claiming that they're something that they're not. And Nikki Glazer mm. calls them out. It's pretty funny. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. All right, bet. Uh, and then the last thing I have is... Uh, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but I saw the commercial for it. I heard it's I great. It's pretty funny. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart doing Olympic highlights. I think it'd be pretty funny. Snoop Dogg said when somebody was doing like the pole vault or doing like some something on like a ski, something where their feet weren't moving, but they were on something. I, he was like, why are they looking like they crip walk? And I was laughing, bro. Snoop Dogg's a clown. I'm definitely going to check out these Olympic highlights with him and Kevin Hart. But... I got the big boys. Last week, I couldn't suggest this to y'all. I went watch it last week. The Green Knight. Look, it's not an action movie like Troy, like 300, like The King, but it's an adventure quest story, and it's an artistic adventure quest story where they're going all the magical stuff about King Arthur. They turn it almost psychedelic, and they go very artistic with it. I think it's a great story. It's great for Dev Patel, great for Alicia Vikander because she did amazing. She was one of the standouts. Uh, Dev Patel was great. I loved uh, what's my what's, what's our guy that's been in. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Joel Edgerton, who's been in all of these medieval movies, who is perfect for these medieval movies. He was great. The King of King Arthur was also the uh, the um, the advisor who died in the King movie with Timothy Chalamet. He cut his head off at the end. He was King Arthur. He did a good job. I, like I said, I thought this movie was a very well made movie and great for Dev Patel. The standouts are Vikander and Patel, though they were phenomenal. And then. The other movie I'm suggesting to y'all is, is going to be out at 7 o'clock today. By the time you guys hear this, 
and I'm going to be in the theaters at seven o'clock. The Suicide Squad. We're reviewing it next week for Bros Who Binge. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna do a live or something for initial reactions on Twitter. But I'm hyped for this. They everybody says this movie's incredible. Everybody, and I'm interested to see how a movie with Starro as the main villain is gonna work. I'm so interested in that. Yeah, I mean they put so many names into this actors and super villain characters uh it's gonna be cool to see a lot of them hit the screen um it's gonna be interesting to see Margot come back and her see her dynamic with uh Idris she Elba said this was her favorite Cena. time doing it i'm sure i'm sure it was she said she loved it that, this is the first time she's been given a script that's been worth anything god i gotta applaud we got wait 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 i don't think we give margot robbie enough love let me give Margot Robbie just an applause for everything she put up with being Harley Quinn. She could have said fuck this and went to Disney. She could have said fuck this and went somewhere else. But she stuck through. But that's because Warner Brothers gives her whatever the fuck she wants. She is the golden child. Well, I mean, child. she's pretty much become an icon and it's pretty much she is Harley Quinn. I mean, like she is just like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Tony and uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Like as much as like she's been given bad scripts, she stuck with it, and now she's gotten some great. Where I think James Gunn's going to capture it, and I'm excited to see what Gunn does next well, and, because and, you, you you. Oh, go ahead. And when it comes to Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, I think she's overcome bad scripts too. Mm-hmm. You still be the, the star of the show, and people still come. Facts. To and the thing is. This movie has to be good because if it wasn't, they wouldn't have greenlighted this Peacemaker series, which James Gunn thinks is equally as amazing. So I'm excited for this. I'm watching this tomorrow. And, you know, so, but check out The Green Knight, check out Suicide Squad, check out F Boy Island, The Prince, and the Olympic highlights with Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart. That is Movie on the Rise. It's time to get into the review portion of the show. This week, we're reviewing Zola. Loved it. Schubert, I love this fucking movie. I did. I really did. That was great. When the, when, when, the, when the pimp was talking in his Texas normal accent, and all of a sudden he's like, get in the fucking car. Get in the fucking car. I lost it when he went that Nigerian accent. I was like, I tapped Chris. I was like, oh, shit, this is a Nigerian killer. Like, this dude is not for play play. Zola, you better get in that fucking car. Yeah, it was wild, man. Just the, like the whole sequence of events that transpired, like once they got in that car, and then you could tell like Zola's getting on that ride. And she's like, "Man, what the fuck did I get into?" Like, why would you go on a got... whole trip after knowing this person for two days, Zola? She wanted that money. <laughs> and also, Stephanie down bad selling her. And look, I'm gonna be vulgar. I gotta talk like this because this is how the movie is, and I gotta it's keep a vulgar it real, movie, man. Stephanie was selling her cooter for $150? Bitch! I was like, Zola, like, bitch! What are you doing? And then, another thing that made me sick to my stomach was when Zola said, yeah, we made $8,000. And I thought Stephanie was going to take some of that and give the man what she would have made for $100. Stephanie gave that nigga all of that. And I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? You get you really pimped out. He takes $500 and then gives it to Zola. He's like, here you go, Zola. (laughs) I loved it. Zola was on her hustle, as she should be. Zola was pimping, man. I loved it. Zola said, fuck this. I'm not selling my box. You tripping. Stephanie was down bad. And then what pissed me off the most was Derek. Who's this for? For me? Who's this for? You? And then the pimp said, who this for? You? And oh, Derek lost it. That pussy. (laughs) 
I loved it when the pimp's woman was like, what are you going to do, bitch? What are you going to do to Derek? And Derek was like, I'm going to jump. And right as he said that, she said, jump. I said, jump, pussy. <laughs> I was like, jump, bitch. And when she said the same thing, and then he jumps. I was like, oh, shit, he jumped. And I thought he was dead. But the killer thing is when you flash back to the, to the car, you see him bleeding hole in his head. And then they're like going home or whatever. And then uh, what's her name? Stephanie's like, nah, I'm staying with him. Like, yo. Yeah. Poor, yo, dang. Greg from Succession got fucked. Got fucked. That's who he's in Succession. <laughs> that's who too, the, yeah, mom, that's who he is. I know that's him exactly as the dude from is. the Disney Channel movie Minuteman. Or oh, whatever. Sky High? Sky High. No, you're talking about Sky High. Yeah, he's No, the, but I mean, he was in the, the Minuteman movie with. Uh, oh, yeah, he was. Um, he was channel. on Sky High. He was the light bulb. Yeah, the glow so in the dark. I but recognize him from. But he he plays that he plays white trash real good. He yeah he got screwed though man and bro when they tried to leave him in that hotel, ooh, he's in. I I know that and see being a guy knowing when like. I don't know that exact pain, but you know the pain of being a guy where your girlfriend goes out and you don't go out. And this is in my younger years when I was insecure where you're texting like, why aren't you asking? You thinking everything's going on, bro. You just got to live your life. You shouldn't have been texting. You should have went and go get you something to eat, start watching a movie. I, in my older years, I, I wouldn't have concerned myself later. with that. If, if that's your girl, nah, she, but he was calling too much. He was calling too much. He even kept calling when Jason Mitchell came meet him. And I got to say, Jason Mitchell did a good job. He made me, and the whole time I'm saying, yo, he's going to rob him. He's going to rob him. And when they show up, I was like, damn. But then he gets really grimy and nasty with Zola. I was like, ugh, gave me the chills when he was licking her. I was like, this is too much. And then the pimp flipped it on him. But they played that great. Yeah, that was a pretty tense scene. That was pretty crazy. But I got to say, the best two people were Zola and Stephanie. They were the best two people. Oh, yeah. I mean, Riley Keough and um, and Taylor Page are going to be getting a whole bunch of roles after this, man. As they should. Taylor Page was great. So was Riley Keough. When Riley Keough was looking at all those balls, I was like, ugh. <laughs> you saw the one at the end with the dude with the big lump? I was like, he needs to go to the doctor. Like, that might be cancer. <laughs> yeah, that was gross, man. That was some... <laughs> You saw a lot, like I told you. This is crazy. I was like, like, that was like, I mean, I don't know what was real. I mean, they showed so much. They showed so much nudity. Oh, I believe Zola. I believe. I don't believe Stephanie. Well, I I mean, even she in interviews has said it's like it may not a hundred percent be fact. And even like Derek, the well, real Derek didn't jump off. He. Oh well, I think I, I think he probably. No, he probably didn't. That, he probably they, didn't. they said he didn't jump off. They said that was... He wanted to jump, but they stopped him. Yeah, because like in her text thread, she says he did, and he got caught on the rail, which I'm like, that doesn't happen. No, yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, there was some, I mean, some stuff There's some stuff in the thread that if they would have put it in this movie, it would have put this movie over the edge. Like, it's been like over the top. Like, like what? Like how the pimp started fucking Stephanie in no, front of so Derek like and the, Riley? The scene, yeah, the scene when Derek first freaks out or whatever and the pimp is just like, yeah, like, you know, fuck you, Derek. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, starts, you know, fucking Derek's girl right in front of him and be like, this is my pussy. Like, <laughs> They like, definitely should have put that in the movie. It's in the thread. But I'm they... just like, I'm, I'm like, where, where's this part? Like, I'm like, holy shit. 
But see, that would that would have been too much because, like I said, that Jason Mitchell scene was really creepy. Like that was too much male dominating, like women shit. They couldn't they couldn't put the pimpers both like because Jason Mitchell took it over the edge when he started licking uh, Taylor Page and was like, "Yeah, this is what I thought you tasted like bitter." I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is just nasty!" Like, oh man, but. I, I'm so happy stuff, Zola man. made it out, and she just drove home, and it was like, we getting you out of here, bitch. Me and Stephanie going to Vegas. And Derek had to go home, too. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> oh Bro, when he, when he put her business on Facebook, I lost it. Oh, I lost my. it. <laughs> I was like, well, did this dude really just do that? He's like, look what I did. <laughs> I did it for you. So I did it to save you. Shut the fuck up, Derek. <laughs> and then dude throws up. Fucking the black dude whoop his ass. The black dude took his belt off like he was a child to go whip him. That pimp was a clown, bro. I fucked with him. And see, I'm glad we saw this because the pimp's in Candyman. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we get to we get to know him more. So I'm glad we got to see him. But he did a great job, too. But shout out to Taylor Page and Riley Keough. They were the favorites. This I rated just this another... Oh, you were doing oh, it on Letterbox? I, I put it. Yeah, I, did. I put it on Letterbox. But uh, yeah, man. Like I think, um, I think A twenty four just had another hit for real. Yeah, they did for sure. And then they did Green Knight. Like both were smashes. Like A twenty four just got to be the best production studio right now. And I was talking to people on Twitter. Shout out to um, shout out to Garrett Rattler. I gave uh, host it. Of, I gave uh, it three and a half. I did as well. Shout out to Garrett Radler, host of the Pelicans pod. But he, me and him were talking. He was like, the only other studio that comes close to A24 is Blumhouse. And I was like, he's right. Like, he was like Blumhouse and Marvel. But I was like, but he's a Marvel guy. And I was like, I don't want to say Marvel. They do put out consistent but stuff, but they don't yeah. take as much... They don't take as much risk as Blumhouse and A24. And he was like, objectively, I have to agree to that. So it's like, A24 and Blumhouse are the two main studios just kicking ass right now. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. They make great I mean, movies, so... I mean, this, you this know, is a but big one Zola, for A24. Uh, you know, they so you also, gave it three and a half. Yeah, A24 also did I gave Spring it three Breakers. They did. And so, like, this, I feel like, is a follow-up to, it's like... It's an upgrade. I, the, yeah, the, the great things that they did do with Spring Breakers, they were able to make better than this one. So, mm-hmm. And it was a shorter. Yep. So, so Schubert gave it three and a half out of five. I gave it three and a half out of five. This is a movie y'all definitely should watch. Yeah, I mean, and I give yeah. Green Knight like three and a half out of five, four out of five, two. Both of those watch those great. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I guess we're going to the Bachelor now. Yeah, tell the like I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you told me this is the episode that I needed to watch. I gotta bro, watch this it. fucking guy, dude. Fucking Greg. <laughs> Greg went home on huh, that pussy. <laughs> yeah, man, totally one eighty flipped on her. It was like. Who is in the wrong? Her, Greg. It's hard to pick a side, but honestly, Mm. you know, I would say that Greg did not react well to the situation, and it's just like more so that this showed that their relationship outside of this would have been toxic, and it's because they nipped it in the bud Mm. now. Because like, because I don't think he could deal with the fact that she was dating all those dudes. I don't think he could deal with that. I think he was faking about that. But I understand him for her not saying "I love you" after he said that. Like, I'd be hurt. Yeah, like his whole deal, which you can, which is is understandable on like for us guys in our perspective, is like 
and you know, and he had experienced the trauma with his dad, and his and his family was talking about how like he never talked about that with anyone, not even his brother or his mom. Like, and Katie, you know, obviously he's talked about it with Katie, and so he feels like in a very vulnerable place. And then he goes and like says, "You fill this hole in my heart, or whatever, and like I love you, and blah blah blah." And then she. Oh, that's a lot to put on somebody, though. Like, it's a lot to put on somebody. I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm starting to feel, Katie. That's a lot to say. You to, you feel the void of my heart of this trauma. She, like, you can't tell somebody that that you met for four weeks. My G, what's wrong with you? Yeah, so, I mean, like, on, on that spectrum, it's like, dude shouldn't have said that much. And then on yeah. the other side of things, it's like, it's like he, he did say this, and then Katie didn't give him anything. Like, Katie was... The, the, argue, the argument that I would say is, like, I feel like Katie is more so thinking about her role as the show's lead and not mm-hmm. understanding like the relationship building that she's supposed to be doing. So mm. like she, he was like, I want you to give me something real, something tangible. Like, you know, he, I think like what she, what she should have probably been like was like, you know, talk about what they're going to do outside of this instead of like, she was just speaking in terms of like, you're definitely through right next now. week. Like, you know, let's, you know, I, it's Blake. I, it's Blake. That's all this is to me. That just tells me Blake's the guy. Which, you know, is very well could have been the case with her thought process, but like he he flipped out on it and like it was just a It really probably would have been Greg. It, it it probably would have been Justin and Michael A going home and Greg and Blake going to the finals. And Greg yeah. probably knew he was gonna lose. That's why some of this happened. But yeah, Justin I, I making it crazy it just really ultimately felt like greg was like wanting her to be like it's done show's over let's go because like i mean he was talking about how like what you expect me to just be around here next week while you make love to me and like you know other guys and, and just, you know, be okay with that oh so justin justin get to make love with her next week good for him <laughs> good for him getting laid baby what if that wait schubert what if that changes everything like what if she fucks justin and is like Wow. <laughs> that's big over. for her. She's sex positive. She's sex positive. That's big for her. Like, that could change everything. Like, what if Blake's a bad lay? Especially with all the talk he's been talking, too. So, we'll see. True. He's been talking a big game. We're going to see. But I got to watch this episode to week. catch up. Ooh, so, yeah, I got to watch this one. You might as well just gotta watch, watch the, this one for next week. You might as well just watch Greg's stuff. Because, I mean, like, it doesn't really matter. Oh, the other stuff doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to watch the Justin stuff to see, like, how Justin did, how bad it was. Does he have a shot? Well, but yeah. The bad stuff is like what I told you off air is where like there's the scene where Justin is on the phone with his parents and you can hear the conversation. The parents are just like, yeah, man, we're not coming. Like we don't <laughs> believe in like that this is like That's actually- fucked up, bro. My mom would never do that. My mom would be like, I don't, I don't fuck with this, but I'll come. <laughs> like my mom would never leave me hanging. Your mom wouldn't leave you hanging either. Your mom would fuck with it. <laughs> No, I don't, my mom would not fuck with it, but she would not leave me hanging. You're, I see. I, I think your, I think your mom would kind of fuck with it, but your dad would not fuck with it. But neither of them would leave you hanging. Like neither yeah. of our parents would leave us hanging. That's crazy. Yeah. So his only his friends came, and then Katie kind of saw that as like a, a red flag, which you know. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It show is. is kind of a red flag, but um, yeah, yeah. So I think Katie was kind of thinking in terms of Bachelor. A little bit too hard with with Greg, but Greg totally, you know, you know, maybe he Screw maybe he did gaslight or maybe he did gaslight or that's for some people to decide. A lot of people are on the side that he did, but like when he 
the interaction they had the night after the hometowns, and then he goes back two days later just to like rip into her about how not real she is. Was, oh, he did bad. that two days later. That wasn't the same night. Ooh, that that doesn't. Then walked out on her, and then like she ran after him, like she did with Andres, and then was like, and then Fake. she still didn't really Fake. give him anything, and he was just like, "Yeah, you're still not I'm acting out. real with me. I'm out." <laughs> just like walked off. Left they better not pick Greg to be the bachelor. It better be Andres. I'm with. That was you. like one thing is that people were like, "Is he trying to get a bachelor edit?" But like the way they edited it, it kind of made him seem like he was a villain. So it's just like, I don't think he can be the bachelor after that i just don't yeah i'm with um, you but we'll, we'll see you. what happens i mean he can always come back to paradise not this season but the following true 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 true. i don't know I mean, well, maybe, I'm be, he's I'm get, be... maybe he's gonna get a role in you know a24 <laughs> movie so we'll see <laughs> but i'm gonna watch next week's i'm hyped but that's that's pretty much all we got this week bro yeah it sure is um you know we've mentioned letterbox before Check our stuff out on Letterbox. I did a review for Zola. I did a review for Nobody and The Kid Detective. So you can go check those out. I'm probably going to do one for Under the Skin as well. Yeah, I did one for Zola, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Black Widow. Going to do one for uh, Green Knight and Suicide Squad. And like I said, I'll probably get on live or something something tomorrow after Suicide Squad just to say what up. But you can find me at LimbyWT. Follow the bros you think at bros you think. Be sure to check out the latest bros who think podcast. All the podcasts are starting to come back now. So bros who think is back. Uh, Never Less Than Ill dropped a new episode. And Anime Talk will be out next week. Because uh, we didn't want to mess up our our release schedule. Because if we would have dropped this week, we'd have to drop again next week. So we may, we just said, f it, we're gonna just go back to our normal schedule. So that'll be out next Tuesday. But there's also a new One Piece manga review and the new Run It Back. We're gonna come with it soon. That was one of the things that got deleted. And to be honest with the people, we're probably gonna pick a new movie besides Zodiac and then redo Zodiac later. Because if nine times out of ten, we it's hard to get because we gave a lot of passion the first time. And with Godfather, I didn't like how that came out because I thought the first edit was the better edit. And I don't want that to happen with Zodiac. So now we're going to just wait, let some time pass, and then come back and let see how we see after rewatching it again. Yeah. So it's probably a better way to do it. Cause I, because uh, you, me and you both agree. The Godfather, first, the first time we did Godfather was better than the second time. Yeah, it was. So, so, I mean, and that's just and that, that's we gave y'all a good episode, but we just don't want that to happen. Which you, which yeah. all you did, and you're trying to hit the same beats, and it's just it's exactly it's not as organic. It's yeah. So we're gonna do something else. We might do a Tarantino movie. I don't know yet. We're gonna pick something this week though to try to give y'all something next week. So we'll let you know. Yeah. So, so next week we're gonna talk about Suicide Squad, most likely Green Knight as well, because I'll have seen it. Nice. And uh, and Bachelor finale. I don't know if we'll go into paradise and all that once we get going. Cause, like, and then people start getting ready because uh, in two weeks we'll have a new show. Not next week, but the following. Yeah, so not next week's episode, but the following episode we'll have Stephen Amill's show Heels. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's gonna be our. It comes out every Sunday. It's gonna be like how we watched um, our the your Judge, honor. your 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 honor. Yeah, so Stephen Amill's Hills is gonna be the next show we're looking to review. So y'all can start watching that, getting ready on Stars August fifteenth. This is Stars. We're trying show to time. become the. It's Stars. I yeah. I think I'm I'm ninety percent sure. I mean, it's I mean, Stars. I watch them on the same place. So. 
Yeah, no, it it is stars, heels, yeah, heels, stars. So we're trying to become the show for heels, like the fit, like we're trying to be those guys for heels. Shout out to Stephen Amell. But yeah, all that that's what's coming up. So you can, like I said, follow Bros. You think to keep up to date with what's going on with the network. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HUber14. My letterbox is Adam BWT. Make sure you listen to everything coming back on the network. Let us know how you feel about the new format. If the video quality is better, if the sound quality is better, let us know because then we'll feel Keep a it going. more confident in, in what we're doing here. And it seems like we got a good program running. So let us know if you if you think so as well. Um, but I hope everyone out there has a great week. Gets to check in out Suicide Squad this weekend. And let's all have a conversation about it next week. So everyone out there, have a great week, and as always, keep binging.